Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. So glad that you have joined us wherever you may be. My name is Craig Henson, I'm your host, and I am happy to be joined today by Communications Director Kelly Zook. Hey everybody. Production Director Jacob Hammond. What's up? And Worship Pastor Spencer Zook. Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Glad you guys are here today. Thanks for joining us. It's it's a podcast time. Uh, we're yeah, happy you guys are here. Fun. It's gonna we, be good. We've got a little bit younger crowd in the podcast today. I guess it's, we do. Tell yeah, a little youth to it. We got Jacob. How old are you, man? Twenty two. Twenty two. He's about to get married. Too. About to get a few married. Yeah. Congratulations, like man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Allie's in our prayers, and um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, major counseling going on with her. For yeah. this marriage oh to prepare her. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. <laughs> no, it's going to be the best thing ever. I'm really excited, y'all. It's it's there, there is nothing like marriage when it works right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the best. It's like yeah. the church. There's nothing like the church when it's working right. There's nothing like marriage when it's working Ooh, right. That's, that's it. That's a word. Mm. Yep. We're going, in. We're going in early today. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, so this past Sunday, uh, Pastor Eddie continued this series that we're in called Stay Positive, and he talked about confidence in God, and he talked about how confidence in God is really what will keep us positive, keep us focused, and he made the point that negativity is in our DNA, so we're kind of predisposed for the dark side, mm-hmm. and, and that the positivity can't really come from us, it really has to come from having confidence in God. And uh, Spencer and Kelly, you guys were gracious enough to share your story with us mm-hmm. about Everly's birth and, and what God did there. And I was just hoping you guys might talk a little bit about that today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was an honor to get to share that story. And um, it was a crazy season of life for us mm-hmm. and um, very unexpected. Um, I'll let you jump in, Kelly, and kind of you explain yeah, it a little bit better um, than I do. So. so she's a year and a half old now. Yes, yeah. she is. She's 19 months, to be exact. I don't get the month thing, honestly. She is 27 and <laughs> a mean, half when do you months stop, old. If, you, if you're listening, when do you stop saying months? Please tell us. You know, is it She's 22 a year and a half months, is what or what's the, what's the line there? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know 50-year-olds still say, I'm 51 and a half. Oh, <laughs> stop no. Stop it. No, <laughs> you you're <know>. 51. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're like my dad, um, he likes to round down. So if he's like, okay. if he was 51, he'd say, I'm almost 50. Yeah, that's it's it's, very clever. It's very clever. It's smart. It's lying. He's a smart yeah. man. It is, <laughs> it is untruthful. Oh, man. I mean, it is the truth, though, but it's in, a, yeah. in the opposite way that you think it is. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it's back to... Deceitful. It's deceitful, <laughs> but it's, it's still true. Let's talk about Everly. Yes, Everly. She <laughs> Sorry is, about that. Sorry. Yeah, so she's a year and a half. You would never know that anything happened when she was born. She was, you know, she looks perfectly healthy. She is perfectly healthy. She is really tall for her age. She's in like the 89th percentile for height, so she's, a, she's yeah. growing like me. I was like five five in fifth grade, so. <laughs> and then it stopped. And You're full grown. Stopped. Yes, I was full grown in the fifth grade, but um, yeah. So when she was born, I had a great pregnancy. I mean, like everything was totally normal, and um, even uh, leading up to it, and her birth was was easy. It was great, and um, you know, we 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 spent some time with her, just her. Um, after she was born, she was like you know, an hour and a half old or something. And then we got moved to our room in the 
maternity ward, whatever that is. And they came in and within the first five minutes of us being in the room, they took her to NICU. And well, they took her to like whatever it yeah, was before. Just, yeah, something was wrong. It was like a room to monitor what yeah. was going on. And so they I mean, were giving her like breathing treatments and she looked like a an astronaut. They had like this globe thing on her head. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. It was wild. Yeah, it, um, was, it was weird. Yeah, uh, it was it was just so not what we had planned. And we talked, that's what we said, you know, when we talked about it, it was just so unexpected. You know, you think about this glorious experience and and now even at the hospital, it's like they don't take the babies from the mother anymore or the parents. Like the, they stay, right. yeah. you know, you're in it. And they did. And it was just like a, it was just a shock. I remember my mom talking to me. She's a retired respiratory therapist. And so she, she knows about the respiratory issues. And so she came in the room and she was like, Kelly, you need to prepare yourself. They're probably going to take her to NICU. Yeah. And well, they, that night. And originally when they kind of took her, we were just getting settled in the room and they um, took her away and they just told us, oh, we just got to monitor some things. And um, we were like, oh, okay, this is normal. But then like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour passed by and like we didn't hear anything else yet. Nobody came in and said anything. So we're like, mm-hmm something wrong like what's going on here and uh we found out that she wasn't breathing well and so right that was kind of how it started yeah i mean and it's you know a lot of her issues are pretty common issues that babies experience she was she had a lot of jaundice um but she her lungs just weren't fully developed so she was just you know she was just having a hard time um so yeah so we stayed in the NICU for 10 days or she did um we actually were really, really fortunate to be able to stay in the Ronald McDonald house. Awesome. Um, which was a, a huge blessing. That was really mm-hmm. unexpected. It was because we lived outside city limits of where the hospital was. So I never went home. Spencer went home a few times and, you know, got stuff. But um, I was literally across the street if I wasn't in the hospital. And even that was really, really hard being away from her. Um, and then... Yeah, eventually we got to come home, and that was <laughs> that was another experience in itself. Um, but it, in those ten days, it was I feel like we just experienced so many different emotions. Of you know, it it was a lot of why are you letting this happen? Yeah. Like God, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Because mm. it it was it was almost like you know when you're promised something. And you're you're hoping something, and it just gets ripped out from under you. Right. And that's exactly how it felt. I mean, it was just like, you get to have this baby, and it's going to be great. Mm, just kidding. We we're gonna, you can't have her right now. And so it was just a constant like, I don't understand. I don't understand. And I think sometimes, sometimes when I look back at the situation. There's not a clear answer to me why God allowed that to happen. I think it definitely strengthened our faith, and it caused us to rely on Him for a lot of things because we we just really couldn't do anything else but just yeah. trust in His plan. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know that I'll yeah. ever know exactly why and why that happened. Well, it's true. Looking back at it, when you know Eddie said like. Our negativity comes with our DNA. It's kind of natural. Like that's our, you know, 
I would like to say that our first response wasn't like, oh man, what the heck? Like what's going on? Right. Why is this happening? But it is, you know, it was yeah. our first response to kind of be negative about it and like, you know, just think about all the bad things that are happening rather than God, what are you trying to do? I trust you mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So um, I get what Eddie's saying in that. Yeah, Let me ask you guys kind of a, a tough and, and loaded question. So did you ever ask, you know, or, or say to God, look, God, we're, we're trying to do everything right here. Like, you know, we're, we've given our life to you and the church. Mm-hmm. So kind of what's up with that? I know there's some people that are in vocational ministry that li- listen to our podcast. And I know sometimes we think, God, why is this happening to me? I'm trying to do everything right. I'm, I've given my life to you and the kingdom. What, so what's up with that? Yeah, I think that's definitely, I mean, that crosses our mind because, and uh, I think a little bit of this came up in our life group last night too. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking through the message on Sunday and stuff. And yeah, it definitely comes up like, man, we're trying, like we've been striving to put yeah. you first in this and, and with having a child. And, you know, I think that through it all, like God just says, man, look, I got you. You know, when you look back at it, once you're through the storm, um, when you look back at it, God's really trying to teach you like, hey, I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what the outcome is, like I still had you the whole time. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget about you. Um, so I don't know. That's it. It is definitely a question that, you know, came up for us. Yeah. But um, I don't really know how to like. No, that's it's, a solid it's a tough, answer. Yeah, but. it's a tough question. And I mean, on this side of it. You know, part of I know part of what God had in it is so you could share your story. Mm, Um, So you could talk about the confidence that began to grow in you guys. And you guys even adopted a song Mm -hmm. like at that time in your life. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, So we really just I mean, we we had actually a worship playlist um, that we had just kind of started playing when Everly was, um, when I was still pregnant. And so like when she was born, we were still playing it and we just kept clinging to, to those songs, um, and confident by Stephanie Gretzinger and Bobby Strand was one of them. And it was just so, it was so just exactly what we were thinking. Um, but you know, one of my favorite things, uh, a worship pastor said this several years ago and I just, it has stuck with me and I've said it before is, you know, sometimes worship songs say the things that you don't know how to say. And so for yeah. for me, that was that was that song. I mean, and it, the chorus is, I'm confident that your faithfulness will see me through. Mm-hmm. You know, my soul can rest. My righteousness belongs to you. And, you know, that's that's all we could say was, I know that I can rest because I know that you have it under control. And... You know, I'm confident that you're going to see this through. And but that does that's not to say that when we were praying these words and and singing the song that there wasn't some doubt at least in my mind of like I trust you. I believe that you're going to do something good, but still being like what's going to happen? You know, what what yeah. are we what are we really looking at? Because there were a lot of unknowns at first. So, yeah, I remember uh, going to hold Everly in in the NICU and uh, one of the first I think it was the first time like at the hospital that I listened through the song. And uh, I encourage you guys, if you're listening to to check it out, it's called Confident by Stephanie Gretzinger. Mm -hmm. And um, 
It's so good. It's so good. But the first verse, um, I think the first, is it the first word, the first line in the song? It's like, the breath you exhale is sustaining me. Mm-hmm. And thinking about what Everly was going through mm-hmm. and with breathing, and the song literally, you know, I'm holding her, and this song says, like, yeah. the breath you exhale is sustaining me. And I was like, that's what's sustaining Everly right now, like the grace of God, you know, that mm-hmm. she's... I don't know. It was just really from that moment on. I was, and then, you know, the rest of the words hit and they're so good, too. But it just became like that, you know, the prayer over her life. Like, mm-hmm. God, would you would your breath be what sustains her? And uh, would you, you know, the bridge is my favorite part. Um, I can't win this battle with the strength of my own hand. I mean, I felt helpless, you know, as a man, sure. you kind of yeah. right. You guys can attest to that. Like you want to I mean, like fix it. You know, mm-hmm. but but I'm not a doctor. I don't. <laughs> I, it's my first child. I know nothing about uh, this experience, and so felt helpless. But it was mm-hmm. like, man, um, I can't win this battle with the strength of my own hand. And um, you're the one that can move mountains. I'm not. Like, I can't do that. And so, would you do it? Would you be the rock and the foundation of uh, of what's happening? You know, and and be in this storm with us and and move these mountains. So it's just a really powerful prayer. Um, over her life that still. we adopted, yeah, I yeah. still sing it over her. That's um, awesome. I'm putting her to bed sometimes. So, <laughs> you know, one of the things that Eddie talked about uh, Sunday was getting like a life verse, a verse. He he called yeah. it a verse you could ride. Mm-hmm. But he also, and you guys are musicians. He talked about, or, or maybe a song. And for me, I find I've found that true in my life a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm reading God's word every day, but sometimes it does take a song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To to bring a truth, you know, to really get it to sink deep in my heart. Yeah. What's the song for you? Oh man, there's so many right now. I <laughs> added confidence to my playlist on Mon- you know, nice. before I, I went to walk yesterday morning, so yeah. Monday morning. So um mostly I I'm just I'm grabbing on to whatever you guys are playing on Sundays. Nice. I'm adding that stuff to my playlist because a lot of times I'm not familiar with that song yet. Yeah. yeah. Um and so I'm I'm just I'm kind of riding whatever you guys are riding at the time. That's awesome, yeah. dude. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. What about you, Jacob? Um, I would say probably either here again or um, here in the presence. Um, both of those songs are about elevation worship, but here in the presence talks about um, you know the the grace that God has and the mercy for us, and a lot of times uh, I can kind of struggle with like feeling good enough or um like that i'm not good enough to serve the lord or be in relationship with him and that sort of thing and so um that song really brings me comfort a lot during those times so yeah i think different seasons too have different sure i mean there's certain verses and songs that stick with you for life like i feel like confident is that for us but it may be a season for somebody else or um you know one that stuck with me since high school verse wise is Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine 39 that mm-hmm. nothing can separate us from the love of God yeah. no angel no demon power no creature anything you know nothing can separate us from God yeah. so yeah. that's one that just sticks forever but then there's certain things that you walk through that may be right. more relevant uh, for that time that you know you want to speak over your life for those moments yeah. There's there's some really like old stuff that I can't I try to rotate stuff off of my playlist. Yeah. And there's some really old stuff on on there that I I can't take that one off yet. Uh, Death was it just, arrested. It hits you is, so is different. Is yeah. one I just I can't get it off my playlist right now. So Yeah. Yeah. So 
one of Kelly's is Oceans. Yeah, That's... Oceans has always been well, and it's it's again it's seasons. I remember, I remember us going through just a really tough season just within the church when like right after we got married. So it was like mm-hmm. 2014, and it was just mm-hmm. like I can remember just almost sobbing driving home by myself and the song came on and of course we had been singing it you know just because it was super popular back then um but i mean yeah just that i i just i clung to that song but see like lately um you know we talked about all this in our life group last night and i shared about peace i'd actually forgotten about it until you said Mm -hmm. something which is weird because it's you know but um it's peace by is it hillsong young and free or yeah young and free young and free there's too many yeah there's (laughs) there's too many branches of hillsong they're pretty much taking over the world (laughs) they are um but i think it's just we've we've done it a lot this well in 2020 um because it talks about anxiousness and all the things that i mean well and i i dealt and am still going through postpartum depression and so um that's something I'm trying to get like more used to saying. And so that like really all of 2020, I didn't realize that's what I was dealing with until like Everly was like nine months old or something. So, mm-hmm. um, so dealing with that and just anxiety and just feeling just, I, no, I don't really have a lot of words for how I was feeling just mm-hmm. super inadequate and just, I don't want to say hopeless because I, I didn't, it's not that I lost hope because I obviously have Jesus, but there, there are moments in those when you're feeling that way that you just don't know what to do. And I can remember putting peace on repeat under my pillow. Don't come at me if that's not safe for your phone under your pillow, but <laughs> um, just listening over and over. Peace is a promise you keep. Peace is a promise you mm-hmm. keep. And just trying to remember to cling to that because I did, I literally was like, it was like grasping at straws trying to cope without him you just can't i don't know i don't know how people that don't know jesus get through right hard times mm-hmm. because i would fall apart and even when i'm like feeling like i'm falling apart that's when god's like i got you i got yeah. you yeah. so you guys have alluded to your life group several yeah. times already in this podcast we love our life group we love them our 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 uh life group semester just started this week yes. uh, my group's going to meet for the first time tonight um, but I'm super excited about y'all's group. I mean, you guys have what I call, you know, the poster child of, of life groups. Like, it seems like it's going so great. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves it so much. Don't jinx us. Uh, talk talk a little bit about what it's meant to you guys and, and what it means to the people in your group and how you're seeing them grow. Yeah. I mean, for us, for Kelly and I, um, this is our second semester and we our first semester was in the fall of mm-hmm. last year. And so uh, we were a little bit weary, kind of like thought of it as just another thing to do like all right we got to mm-hmm. do it because we're on staff and right. we want to get this established in our church so maybe we'll do like a semester or two and then like let somebody else you know step in and whatever but we just fell in love with the people and and the friendships and yeah. it was really obvious early on like i think the first week or two that we started and we kind of you know asked people um, we have 12 people in our group, right? Yeah, so it's a pretty big group. Yeah, well, we have six It's six couples. So yeah. we're we're all roughly in the same age, roughly in the same season. We're, I mean, you know, we've got more a little less, bit of... Yeah, yeah more yeah. or less. So, but, yeah, 12 total. But it was, it was obvious super, super early in our group that, like, they needed it. It wasn't... Mm-hmm. Right. 
it wasn't something that like everybody necessarily wanted to do because we meet on Monday nights. Everybody's getting off work. Right. Mondays are kind of hard, but like when they got there and shared kind of where they're at in life, everybody was like, yeah, we just need this. We want friends that we can relate to, that we can uh, walk through life with and lean on. Yeah. And um, it was it was just really cool to see how people opened up and, and kind of became like a little family. And um, sure. one person actually shared last night a little bit of what the group meant to them and um, just said that they had been doubting church for a while and like how involved they wanted to get. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it was just... They just said, like, man, this group, you know, brought us back to church again and and really gave us hope in the relationship and and, in the people. And they were talking about we were talking about the life first because, you know, each week um, we have like a study guide, you know, that we kind of follow as life group leaders. Made by none other than our boy Craig over here. You know, he did it. I do my best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was, you know, one of the questions was, what is your life verse? And um and so this person shared, and it was, um, I don't remember exactly what it says. It's Ephesians 3.20, mm-hmm. um, but God will do immeasurably more. Um, yeah. That's me paraphrasing. Uh, immeasurably more in your life than you imagined, basically. Right. And um, so they were just like, you know, we we didn't even want to come to the first group. Yeah. Um, and he said, but this life group has brought us immeasurably more than we could have ever imagined. And so that was like... It's such a cool thing because obviously we're on staff. Like we, we know the importance of life groups. We've seen it. This is our first life group that we've been truly a part of mm-hmm. here. But um, for other people to see it and and share the importance in their life has been really really neat to see. Yeah, I th- I think a lot of times what happens in in our churches in in our churches that people have been in a group and had great relationships and then for whatever reason COVID or whatever uh, it kind of fell apart or they stopped meeting or they yeah. stopped gathering or whatever and and they don't realize what they miss until they get it back yeah mm-hmm. and i think people are going to experience that when they come to a, a worship service they're yeah. like man i can't believe i haven't been able to be here for this right. and i think they're going to experience the same thing once they get in a group man i i forgot how much i really need uh, serious, deep relationships with other people for my yeah. spiritual health. Yeah. Well, and I think like COVID has almost retrained our brains to to be independent people that yeah. don't need other people because it's not, you know, six yeah. feet away, like social distancing. You need, don't be around people if you don't have to. And it's, it's really hard because obviously like we, we want to do everything we can to be safe. That's without question. But you know, it's it's like we really need people, and you've seen it with with people sharing with even what we personally experienced in twenty twenty. Like, you need people to help carry your burdens, and so it's it's like trying to find that balance of what what is safe for you, what you want to do, and like I, I would encourage anyone listening too, if if you're not meeting with people in person, like find a virtual group. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it it doesn't matter how you're getting it, but that community and fellowship, um, outside of just posting on someone's Facebook wall, you know, like mm. conversation that's intentional and purposed, like we all need it. Yeah, nothing so, can replace a you know face to face contact and yeah. love from somebody. That's right. So. 
So Jacob, in in addition to leading our production ministry, Mm. you're trying to get some college age students to to gather. Um, I can imagine that's pretty difficult uh, nowadays. Tell us how it is. I mean, college age students they're they're just weird to begin with, anyways. (laughs) Looking at you, college students. I'm glad you said that. and, and by that, I mean, like, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do in life, where they want to be. And so, you know, trying to figure out church stuff is a part of that. And then, you know, you just throw in life groups with that. And like, but reality is, is like, they need people to lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times in college, uh, it's whenever people face like depression and anxiety and, um, just like uh, stress and that sort of thing, and so they need they need an outlet to just chill and relax. And so our group actually, um, you know, we don't do like a lot of study or anything like that. But it's more of like a place like, hey, come, we'll have some food. Like, let's hang out and just like take some time to chill. Um, yeah. And and that's what I feel like college students need. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. See, I feel I feel awesome. like the. The most difficult thing about groups is just getting them to show up. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever had anybody tell me, yeah, I went to the group and it really sucked. I hated it. <laughs> well, because yeah. once they get there right. and they engage, and all we're trying to do is connect people relationally so that they can grow spiritually. Once people get to the group, they connect, they, they grow, they, mm-hmm. they love other people, people love on them, and the experience is wonderful, but it's just getting over that hump of showing up. Yeah. It's kind of like working out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can agree with you that. You know, like yeah. it, starting it is awful, but when you actually do it and you finish, you're like, oh man, yeah, I feel I good. Yeah. And then you got to do it again. Mm, I've yeah. worked out one time this year. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh-huh. You're doing better than all of us, Kelly. That's not true. Craig walked this morning. I did. Yeah, but do you walk every morning? I do. Well, not every <laughs> He's single. You look bad. Not not three sixty five. Like yeah. last week, I walked four mornings. Yeah, I'm two for two so far this week. So I mean, if it's not raining good. or whatever, you know, yeah. But it's you're too cold for me. I'll but be you're honest. killing it. Thanks. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I uh, took credit for that. <laughs> it's okay. Thank Both you. of y'all are killing it. <laughs> <laughs> while, while I'm trying to work on my uh, spiritual fitness, I need to work on my physical fitness mm. as well. Same, brother. Same. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's 2021 in January. What else are you thinking about other exactly. than your fitness goals? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, um, to going back to college age, I was going to say, um, if there are any college students listening, uh, hit me up on a Sunday. Come find me. Um, most of the time I'm running around doing production stuff. But Jacob uh, Hammond at Marathon Yeah, I was going to say, org. you can That's email it. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we're hoping to get things started back up here soon. And um, get things going. College semester this uh, this semester has been kind of weird for some students because some colleges are you know in person, some aren't. You know, some of them right. are half and half. And so, um, actually, some of the students that came last semester won't be around because they're not in state. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely be fun and interesting. We got some some uh, day trips maybe and you know, different little things that we're nice. hopefully going to do. So, yeah. Take a day trip. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts about Eddie's message on Sunday about confidence in God? We just, we just as a staff, we just spent the day uh, fully confident 
and making plans, knowing that God's mm. going to come through. Mm. And uh, yes. so we're we're planning for big things uh, from God this year. So yeah, um, I was just going to say I like there was a time straight out of high school um, where I kind of experienced some depression and that sort of thing. And looking back on that um, story, um, like you see how God worked through it. And I think every person has went through a time in their life where they've, you know, they've struggled in some sort and they come through it on the backside and it's been okay, you know, and they've, they've worked through it and that sort of thing. Um, And so I think my biggest takeaway is that like, look back on those times and remember yeah. those times where God was faithful mm-hmm. and let that be your confidence. Um, I think that was the the main point of sharing Spencer and Kelly's story this week was right. pushing home that like you can look back on the times where you struggled mm-hmm. and see how it's now okay. And you can use that as confidence that God is going to work in your future situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have to be reminded of that and uh, remind people of that all the time. Um, but it's definitely not something that's easy to remember, but definitely something that you can use. Yeah, you know, I, I like to call them spiritual markers. And uh, back in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel were wandering around the wilderness, every time God did something or did something great, he told them to build a monument. Mm-hmm. And so every time they would go by there, they'd be reminded of what God did. And and whether that's you know virtually, mentally, may, maybe even have to write it down, stick it on a post-it note, we have to take note of these times when God comes through for us mm-hmm. so that we can go back and that's say, look, it, I've been I've been in a deep valley before and God yeah. was there with me. Yeah. And I think that's really important that we have these spiritual markers in our life. That's super good. I love that. Um, I think the, the highlight of it is we don't need more self-confidence, but we need more God confidence. Um, mm. yeah. Not just, you know, when we look back at um, our situation with Everly, like it wasn't, any kind of confidence in ourselves because mm-hmm. like i said it was out of our control right. um even if you think it is in your control like it's you know anything can change in a moment and yeah. so uh we need more god confidence and i think like the the truths to build your confidence in that, that he gave us is like such an like it seems like such a simple thing like oh yeah if you've been in church before like you probably heard like god is for you or whatever and yeah. and but i think trying to apply that and like actually actually get to the like Mm -hmm. to remind yourself that every day is you know it's actually difficult and i think it's even more difficult if you're not like in a storm or in a tough season to remind yourself that like hey if you're on a mountaintop god is still for you um he's still helping you and he's still working in you and so Mm -hmm. um i think no matter what season you're in like this is very um important to apply to your life and uh, and not let it slip by yeah for sure and i think you make a great point spencer that sometimes when things are going well and you stick it on cruise control mm-hmm. it's easy to lose sight of those things mm-hmm. and and i think that's where uh self-confidence and i might even say overconfidence comes from mm-hmm. yeah. and and when that grows then our confidence in god wanes that's a that's not a good place to be for sure yeah, yeah. and then too i wanted to throw in eddie talked about sunday um you know Whenever you are in a storm and you're looking for confidence, um, you know, how to move with it and adapt and see God working, that sort of thing. And, you know, sometimes in that storm, you feel like you're not hearing from God. Um, Mm -hmm. But whenever David was in the field, he had already been anointed as king, 
but he wasn't king yet. And so the thing he was last assigned to do was to shepherd the sheep. And so even though he was anointed, he went back out into the fields and shepherded the sheep. And um, I think during the storm, whenever you feel like you don't hear from God, you still are uh, responsible and supposed to do what God told you to do last. And um, I don't know if any of you guys follow or know Chandler Moore, uh, but his apartment just burned down. Mm. And um, he's a worship leader for Maverick City. And he's just been posting about how, um, you know, he's going through this process and this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been tough for him. And it's definitely, you know, he lost, I think, like 90% of his material things. Mm. And so, you know, it's, it's obviously tough for him trying to figure out life and, you know, all of these things. Um, and he felt like he just got it nailed down. Um, and so, but he was talking about that and how... Um, He's still responsible to do what God has called him to do throughout this process. And I think, too, it kind of helps us walk through those storms um, and have something to do and focus on and know that God is still working in our lives, even though we don't see it. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. You know, David's a great example, and I'm, I'm going to have the honor of uh, talking about passion and how it applies to being positive in a couple of weeks. And I'm actually going to talk about David. Mm. Uh, he's a great example of, of passion and enthusiasm mm. and uh, how that can keep you positive, even in times like this. So, um, and that's a great point, Jacob, even he was enthusiastically taking care of sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's impressive. Yeah. And he, <laughs> even uh, though he knew he was going to be king. Exactly. God had already appointed him. I would have, exactly. I, I think personally, I would have been like, Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this season. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we do feel like that. Like, especially when you're, when you're in the waiting or when you're in yeah. just like a rough season, you're just like, no, I'm done <laughs> with this season. Yeah. I'm done with 2020. Yeah. Lord, go ahead and go ahead and give me that next step. Yes. But I mean, that's where we grow so much too. You know, when yeah. we, we're when we're in the waiting and we don't have the answers, because that is, I mean, how how can you be self confident when you don't understand what's going on, or when you're mm-hmm. when you're waiting for the next step? Like, that you're gonna fall every time. Yeah. So it, that I think that's what what um, strengthens and grows your your God confidence is when you, you know, you're forced to focus on him. So I think that's, I think that's why, you know, sometimes God allows those things to happen in our lives is maybe none other than just so that we rely on him. And speaking of next steps, if you're looking for your next step, go find our next steps, Pastor Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Plug. (laughs) I'll I'll be at the, the life's, the next steps kiosk, kiosk every Sunday morning after the service. So I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys, thanks for coming in today. I really appreciate your insight and uh, yeah. what God's doing in, in, in our lives here at Marathon. And thank all of you for listening as well. If you would, uh, subscribe uh, to the podcast and leave us a rating, preferably five stars. And if you have questions for us, you can send, send them to info at marathonchurch.org. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next time. See ya.